Before we get into the show, I just wanted to say from the cast of DND Raw that we hope you are safe and well. The health and safety of our listeners is our top priority, and we want to make sure that we do our part to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Now, better known as coronavirus, this disease has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes, and cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. For the podcast, we plan to continue releasing episodes on our regular schedule and keep recording new adventures with our characters remotely. You can also send letters to Leuven at dm at dndraw.com right now. More details on that during the episode. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our players' to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. So we want to give a special shout out to our Adventure Tier and Above patrons. So thank you, a Linux fan, Jeremy Kleinons, Ryan Rea Vermet, Shosuro Ajo, Feral Joe, Grimfuse, Mike C., Mosiru, and Ryan Glasgow. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Johnny Torres for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, episode 46. Join us now for Serviceable Plots, episode 45, the highest form of flattery. And with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nissa Turin, the gnome arcane trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliffe, the human rogue fighter. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater, an Azimar monk paladin. Last time, as Nissa and Belinda went to deal with Kendral and save Nissa's old friend Kellen, Scriven Akiva chased down the memory of the Whispered Ones. While Sedan was killed and Kendral captured, Scriven Akiva were spotted, though not before finding out that the memory went to see Salvador. After determining that Kellen was safe, and with Nissa gaining a promotion in the Shadow Wolves, the party then began to gather back together after the trying events of the day. Scriven Akiva, as you head back to the Drunken Duck, you see it is swarming with guards. Everything happened pretty fast at the Drunken Duck, so I assume it's sort of like we've mostly dealt with the situation by the time they've returned. By that point, like, you might actually even see Belinda outside with some of the guards speaking to them. I'm shaking somebody's hand. Thank you. You know. They are taking Kindral away. I'm swapping to an alleyway and pulling on the earring. We have news. None of it good. They know who we are. Well, that takes the wind out of our sails a little bit. It's complicated. 
So was ours. Okay, good. Let's finish up here, and then we'll figure out what we're doing next. Okay, I'm gonna just chill in an alleyway, get rid of this really bad costume. You don't see Nissa with Belinda. I pull on the earring. Nissa, are you still around? Am I in range? Yeah, you would be by in range. All good. Some, just something I needed to go take care of. I'll be back. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll wrap things up. Um, can I feel pretty confident that Kindral is being properly arrested and everything, or do I need to... He's being properly arrested. So wrap everything up, thank the guards, and then I will go look for my party members outside. You'd be able to find them easily enough. So we will all reconvene. So Scriff, Akiva, you said you lost them. Where? Near Zalvador's. At Zalvador's, then? Would be inaccurate? They they found us out. I We're not entirely sure if Zalvador's was their final destination, but where you think it might have been. It's very tempting to just go to Zalvador's and see what's up. So far, our approach of just sort of barreling in has been surprisingly successful. Yeah, except they know us now. <laughs> yeah, you got made. Twice. Twice? Man, I need to give you guys stealth lessons. Guys. I tried to voice my concerns. We were going to figure out what was going on. At the cost of our lives? I would be able to get away. We need to have a a serious discussion. I understand that you're angry at me. I'm not saying you're not allowed to be angry at me. However, letting it overcloud your judgment and reasoning is not a good thing. You have more capability in your pinky than I do in my entire body. Because I have magic? You have more experience and skills than I do. Are you kidding me? This construct can teleport. It saw through your magic and my disguises. Yes, which is why I thought, hey, maybe we shouldn't keep going after we were found out the first time. And we played it off and we got we got the information. Salvador's probably made. Who knows? If you want to go barreling around Belinda, sure. What would have happened if they had not let us go? Could we give them that information? No. They weren't going to murder us in the middle of the street. That's why I made sure that when we followed them, we were in public. It's not as if there were a ton of witnesses that could stop them from being able to do what they would have done to us. And they're giant constructs. They draw a lot of attention anyways. I'm not too concerned. Which is why they weren't going to murder us in the middle of the street. All right. We're going in a circle now. Guys, what's done is done. We can't just judge our actions based on the outcome. And we can't always judge them based on our intentions. We just have to accept that we all are trying to do our best and we have to figure out what our next steps are. Nissa and I took a significant risk that almost backfired on us, but it didn't. If that advanced construct is the memory, then he's going to hear about what happened here at the Drunken Duck. I'm assuming that Sedan is taken care of, that they they were taking Kendral out. Sedan is dead. So this memory is going to hear wind of what happened. Esfel has a story. She's going to handle it. I think Esfel has it under control. We could go try to confront the memory ourselves, are we equipped for that? The sooner the better. But we have no plan. And I will say, having got up against Kindral, Nissa can confirm, we got lucky. Yeah. What's the downside if he gets away? He knows my face. He knows... He knows just that you use illusions. That's it. He's a construct, so I'm not entirely sure how effective they are on him. He has no name. He has no further information. Exactly. Him getting away is nothing. It's not ideal, but it doesn't ruin things. And it means that you can talk to Salvador when there's less time pressure. Yes, that's definitely an option. At the end of the day, this was just a side thing. We're supposed to be preparing for the assault on Tenebris. This wasn't a side thing for Nyssa. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I mean... No, they found one of her friends and were holding him as leverage. Is he okay? Yeah, he's he's fine. But uh, 
yeah, not a fan of that, so... What's going on with the Shadow Wolves now? Do we still need to watch our backs if we go near the Low Hills? Not as far as legit Shadow Wolf members are concerned. Well, if that's that, then I think we can all go and find somewhere safe to rest tonight. Oh yeah, and I have this now. And I will take out the gun, which I kept. Was it as intimidating as he made it out to be? So you were right. It was very scary. Sadan died really fast. So we keep that as uh, possible in case things go very south? Uh, people do seem to respond very strongly to have it pointed at them when they know what it is. I'd like to study it, please. Sure, just maybe we figure out how to take the bullets out of it first, just in case of any accidents. Spoil spot. At least if it's going to be in my apartment, I prefer not to have any holes in my walls or loud sounds that draw the guards. Which is how we got the guards to come so quickly. I don't know if I should go back to the apartment. Why not? Well, I mean, what if this memory shows up there, somehow? It sounds like they were doing something and you were getting in the way. Also, the fact that they let you go indicates they're not worried. Yeah. I would think. I imagine you're okay. Sure. Then let's go back to the apartment. I just don't want to get another weird sending. First, it was the death lock, and now, I mean, the construct could use magic. It was to prevent it from sending more threatening messages. So the whole construct situation is exactly as bad as we feared, or perhaps worse. It's good to know. We can let... The proper authorities know. This is going in my report. Belinda, during the evening, you are going to receive a message from Isvel saying, the memory does not feel safe and they are leaving the city tonight immediately. Do not follow. Isvel will continue to work her way up. She is now higher in the organization. She's taken Kindral's place uh, and she will make a note that say they are heading to Chorton's Ridge. I will fill the group in on, on Esbel's message. It wasn't a perfect day, but we did some real good. Yeah. This is friends okay. Sedan is dead. Kendral is hopefully removed from the picture and will provide a source of some information. Those are wins. Yeah. It's just that, well, there's more that can be done. Apparently, Salvador isn't complicit with the Whispered Ones. Did anybody really trust him, though? Salvador works for those who pay him. There ain't nothing wrong with that. It's a little dubious when you're taking money from the Whispered Ones, but... Yeah. Yeah, I I've never had illusions about his dealings. So then pay enough money so that he tells you what they're working on together. Doesn't work. No? No, he doesn't break agreements. The secrecy he gave to us, he wouldn't give to anyone else either. That's why people go to him. Does anybody else have the feeling that what we recovered for Salvador might be linked to whatever this memory is looking for? Schematics for an automaton? An automaton looking for the sort of thing? Yeah, makes sense. Well, because it was it was a control device, correct? Yeah, but what they're doing is so much more advanced. They're beyond w what we found. But we also know they're using power that is inherently profane to use the souls of people. So perhaps they have some other problem they're going to Salvador to solve. Just a problem for another day. I think we've all had a pretty long and trying day. Yeah, are you guys okay? Are you gonna keep doing this? Because it's very tiring. I trust Akiva's capabilities. I trust him in a fight. I trust him to be able to fast talk people. And I trust that Scriv can put aside his emotions and think rationally. Can we not just trust that we are all pursuing the same ideals and the same goals, and that should supersede all of this, this emotional nonsense. Not that your feelings aren't valid, but I don't care about them as much as I care about us doing the things that matter. 
The job was figure out where the memory was going. We got the job done. Yes, but then you came back and you fought in the street. Both of you. Just do better. Both of you. Please. There's so many other things to worry about. You trusted each other before. I know a lot has happened. But just act with that trust now, even if you don't feel it. Trust is a choice. I've detailed the trust that I place in Akiva at this time. I think it would be more beneficial for me to do some studying within Henrietta's shop for a few hours. Please excuse me. You're excused. And then I leave the room. So, over the next five days. Well, the first thing I know, Nissa and Akiva wanted to go visit Aaron, uh, see how she's doing, and maybe clear Akiva's name from the whole Mandeville thing. No Shadarkai involved. Um, I will say, talking to her, Aaron is recovering. She's currently um, trying to get her spells back through because she lost her spellbook. Spell spell book. And she's she's starting to write things down and, and gets all of her spells back in order. Um, meanwhile, she is no problem, and you're able to clear Akiva's name from any issue in Mandeville as she was a witness to what Akiva was doing, and Akiva helped to save her life. Yes. Excellent. Still need to be in disguise, though. Yes, for a different reason. And uh, if you mention the Tenebris at all, she will say she has not participating in that um, because she's stuck here. However... She does know that Master Demean is currently um, in the Abyss, scouting for the expedition and attempting to uh, find safe-ish havens to go to while you guys are there. We're going to get our our ranger support. Yes. So he is currently in the Abyss, trying to make sure to find the best paths that you guys can take while there, considering how close you would need to be to Tenebris. Uh, or rather, what, how close the main group has to be to Tenebris for this spell to work. Linda Scriv, you guys are doing research on Tenebris and going over the journey to the Abyss, which you are able to acquire a lot of information on. Some lore, some fact, um, most of the stuff on Tenebris or the palace itself is uh, lore and ideas that people have rather than like facts on having seen it personally. Uh, the stuff that's on the plane itself or the realm itself is much more like what someone personally experienced and understands of how it works. Uh, Belinda and Scriv, you are also briefing General Walsingham on what occurred with the Whispered Ones, the plans for the Tenebris fight. She will respond that she is sending scouts to find this base at Chorton's Ridge that the Whispered Ones supposedly have. Uh, guards are also being sent, will be sent to make sure when the excursion goes out, demons don't try to follow you back. Fair. There will be plenty of guards around for that. Uh, there are also more scouts that are searching for cultists and trying to get any sort of sense of a response to this excursion to the abyss, because things have been a little too quiet for the past few days. Akiva, I know you wanted to send a letter to Amdan, just kind of asking how he is, how his his uh, how are his kids. Mention you might come visit at some point. You're not going to get a response because it will take several days to get there and get back. That's fine. I'll, I'll come bearing gifts that he totally bought himself. It's fine. It'll be fine. The next day I know, Nissa, you wanted to go see how Kellen was doing. He's really happy to see you. He's been set up thanks to Gar and Lyle that he has a regular spot at the Drunken Duck to play. Um, and he has a room to stay in because he did mention that after leaving the Light Glide Institute, he has had a lot of difficulty finding places to sleep. But 
Lyle is happily setting him up. Uh, Lyle might basically take a cut of the pay that he gets from various people, but he is also giving him a room for free. Excellent. I mean, you basically helped get Lyle out of uh, needing to stay in a tiny little basement room. He owes me big time. He is currently a wolf as well, by the way. Yep. Belinda and Scriv, uh, I know you went to meet up with Catherine at the Erdite Sanctuary for like additional information. Again, it's more of the research that you're able to get on Tenebris and the Rotten Region. Which we'll say we will have shared with the party in our evening downtime, so everyone will be briefed on it. Scriv would probably come up with like a fact playing card deck or something like that for us to just quiz. Cool, sure. Uh, Akiva, you went to go visit Nermora? Yes. She is going to ask you, um, how did the sending go? Is your friend okay? How are you feeling about it? How are you doing? Are you excited that your friend is coming? Are you, she just lots of questions before you actually answer any of them. I will give her everything. Okay, so Nermoa is hopeful and excited for you about getting to see your friend. And, you know, if you want to bring your friend by, she would love to meet your friend. Excellent. Uh, the third day, Nissa, I know you wanted to study the repeating hand crossbow you got. Uh, that is also a symbol of your rank as a fang. I mean, you, you make some progress on it. You're studying it a bit. Lyle and Gar do both mention that they would happily help set you up with various Shadow Wolf tinkerers so you can get more plans and how they go about building such things. Yes, please. It will take some time, but they have no problem setting up meetings for that. Cool. Uh, Scriv, I know you wanted to go shopping and replace your Silver Bloom shield. Uh, with a shield that bared the symbol of a dar. Is that correct? Yep. The current one has a bit too much uh, sentimental weight to it at the moment. What are you doing with the old one? I might just leave it in Henrietta's shop. In Valetta's apartment? I, I need to leave it behind. Going back to Veripol, I there's a lot of conversations that need to happen, both with the Silver Blooms and my father. I was more just clarifying if it was like staying in our bag of holding. You're like, no, it's gone. It's it's dead it's, to us. It's not going with us into the abyss. I'm leaving it in Belinda's apartment. Okay. No problem. Meanwhile, Belinda, I know you wanted to meet up with Zola's slash Oliver Ashglade. He does say he would like he would rather be going with you guys to the abyss though, than stay here with his family. Yeah, I'm sort of checking on his mental state because also like if we fail and like our excursion dies, he's kind of it now for being the cleric of all of the empire so just like you know make sure he's like mentally and emotionally prepared you know yeah he's worried about you guys uh, he is looking to try and do more stuff for uh people and basically stuff that stays away from his family he's doing charity work to avoid his family well he did take some time to go see the refugees from mandeville he went to go use his cleric powers to try and heal them and and help the injured and then belinda and akiva are helping henrietta in the shop for a bit in a quiet way she is thankful for the help yeah, we've kind of put her out a lot, so at least we can, like, help tidy up. That's, I figure that's what I'll be doing most of the day. I'll be like, I wanted to help you. I will just get do chores for you. I will not talk to you. On the fourth day, uh, I know, Nissa, you wanted to craft a clockwork toy for Akiva. What are you making? Adam wanted um, a cat soldier. <laughs> okay, okay. She presented the options to me and left out a comma for cat, between cat and soldier. So it was like, cat soldier. Yes. yes. <laughs> So you are making him a cat soldier. If I can, yeah. Sure. It, I mean, I think it takes you like an hour to craft these things. So it's no problem. Scriv, I know you wanted to go try and visit by, but when you go to the house, there is no response when you knock, and all indications seem to be that no one is home. I guess I have to make an appointment or something. Meanwhile, I know then you wanted to go visit uh, Ellen, mm -hmm. who was the 
the Whisper One survivor that you found at the cave. Just make sure she's doing okay at the temple. She is. Uh, you notice she's seems to have a few books on sewing and making clothes, um, and she seems to be working with some fabric that Belinda had given her uh, earlier. Nice. You notice her clothes seem like she she worked on them herself, uh, and there is progress being made. She's still like very new to it, but like they don't they, they look okay. And she mentions that you know she never really had any sort of job back home or like focused on a particular skill so she wants to try this she's learning a vocation we're making real change and is she doing okay just in general she's a little skittish still um but she is significantly like more content than when you had seen her last okay good she does thank you again yeah glad that we were at least able to do something good from that whole thing meanwhile belinda i know you're writing letters to people um, and you're spending a day in prayer to Adar as well. I'm assuming I get no response, but I'm going to try. There is no response. Very disheartening day. <laughs> uh, Akiva, meanwhile, is practicing more complex illusions and performance to stuff to de-stress. Also, more specifically, because I know it's come up a couple times, can I try and focus on practicing placing an illusion on a moving person? I'm not trying to disguise them as another person, like almost like... Oh, hey, this is just like this big thing that's moving along with somebody trying to like sync it up. You get some practice and I'll say that much. After this, though, on day five, during the day, I know Belinda Zinevere uh, mentions through uh, the sending stone she gave you back and forth a couple of times that she would meet you at a uh, a tavern in the Gold Petal Gardens district. She is there to while she is not a direct member of the Staff Federation, she is there to represent the Staff Federation in this excursion. Um, she has also brought with her Alinus Serpenthelm, the Abjuration Master of Arborshade Academy. And Olga Marsk is there. Kind of also as she did get the letter from General Walsingham, and she is interested in... Taking the job? Taking the job. Hey, Her grandfather will be so happy. Also, there's a little bit that she wants to kill the person responsible for the attack on Amaroth. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And then after that, I know during the evening you wanted to have a quiet dinner with your parents. Like normal people. Basically, there's no shop talk during that time. It's just a nice family dinner. I assume Belinda's dad does most of the talking. <laughs> he does a lot of talking. He does a lot of talking. I assume I assume it kind of goes like Belinda's dad forcefully puts a ban on shop talk at the table. Yes. Normal family dinner. <laughs> so, Belinda, you are out currently meeting with Zinevere. While Akiva is helping Henrietta in the shop, I know Nissa and Scriv, you're still practicing, working on various clockworks and tinkering in Belinda's apartment. Um, how's that going? Like, what are you guys talking about? Trying to figure out how to use these tinker tools, right? Simply because, well, I picked them up from a secondhand shop, but I didn't know how to use them. So I'll be like, yep. You're holding it okay, but like maybe maybe try twisting it just just slightly this way, just a little bit, and then as you're doing it, like just I'll be pointing out just little tips and tricks that I know of as as we do stuff, and just how how I do things generally. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how we use lockpicks and stuff, diffusing traps. So it's not too different. No, not too dissimilar. As there is a lull in the tinkering, as you guys are finishing a particular project. So how you doing? Okay, I guess I'm a little nervous about tomorrow. Yeah, kind of trying not to think about it too much until we actually go do it. Compartmentalized, that's what Belinda said, right? Right, it comes in handy. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah, 
but the tinkering helps. I find it helps, especially if I'm feeling stressed. It helps me focus. There's been a lot of stress. Just a bit. Speaking of, you and Akiva. Okay. You really need to put this behind you and move on. But she was my friend, and then she stabbed me, and then that happened. So there was a lot of stress in that day, and I'm trying to keep it in a box so that we can focus on tomorrow. I know, and I understand you being supremely angry. I would be too. And I'm not exactly asking you to forget, but I do think you need to refocus. Your anger is very focused towards Akiva right now. Can I just remind you, your childhood friend lured you out of a safe place and attacked both you and Akiva and left you for dead. I'm well aware of that. If he hadn't have acted, neither of you would be here right now. Speaking personally, I'd rather you both be here. I know it's a lot, but... Whenever Orlay and I got into a fight and we were angry, we just kind of... Well, we fought it out and then it was over. It was done. It was dealt with. But this isn't the sort of thing that... I mean, you're right. He did act. And if he hadn't acted, then we, well, probably would have died. But I can't, like, shout at this problem. I can't yell enough for him to bring her back so that I could ask why or get some sort of closure or anything. I know, and I know that's frustrating. I, trust me, I know. So what What else is there? Just, just say it happened and then move on? Just like that? I know it's not easy, but you do need to try and move on. I don't think you're going to f- fully get over it, but you do need to at least make a start. Listen, Akiva didn't fully realize the consequences to his actions. He's torturing himself daily. Don't add to that. Plus, there's a chance tomorrow none of us are going to come back. Do you really want to risk dying with things the way you are between you two? No, I don't want that. If you feel the need to vent things that you would possibly say at Orlay, feel free to throw them my way if it makes you feel better. No, that's... I mean, thanks. But I'll compartmentalize it, and I'll go, and I guess I need to talk to Akiva before tomorrow. I think you do. Nissa, thanks. You're welcome. After you guys are done tinkering, Akiva's coming back up to Belinda's apartment. Nissa, you go to see Kellen? Yep. Talk with him, talk with Lyle, especially considering, you know, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Akiva and Scriv, you two have the apartment. So I guess I'm just there in the apartment reading over notes as Akiva comes in. Akiva, do you do you have a second? I kind of brush my notes aside. Yeah, sure. Of course. So I talked with Nissa and she brought up a lot of good points, and I don't want you to keep on torturing yourself, and I realize that I've kind of been No, I have been complicit in that, in holding a grudge against you when you can't really do anything now. It's not like you weren't justified. I should have thought more about my actions. It was just... If you had stopped to think, we probably would have died from whatever poison or anything was going through at the moment. You acted in the best possible way with the information that you had and the resources you had available. Yeah. And I just need to reflect on that. And I'm not necessarily sorry for being mad. I'm still mad. And I'm not asking for you for you to be. I'm just... For, for me, I just want to try and earn back your trust. Yeah. 
We might die tomorrow. We very well might. So I'm going to trust you. You don't need to earn my trust back. I know that you're acting the best that you can. I'll trust you, not Umbra. That's fair. So, friends? Always. And then I guess I just put my notes away and say, so do you want to, uh, I don't know, go grab some food? Maybe see what these other hack street magicians are trying to do? I think that'd be great, yeah. Good. Pa- pack up my stuff and make sure to bring my sword. I don't want to get stabbed again. And then we can get going. So you guys get some food. You are able to see a few of the other various street magicians, various entertainers. And one thing you do notice kind of seeing their shows is a few of them seem to have incorporated some similar dance (gasps) to uh, one Akiva did. Not exactly the same, but it seems like they're incorporating a little bit of that into their performance. Wow. Can I tell if it's because they're not familiar with the dances? Yes. It's an imitation. They might have been to see your show because you did a lot of promoting to go see Akiva. Well, you know what they say, imitation is the highest form of flattery. I'm surprised you know that idiom. I might have read it somewhere or heard it somewhere. I don't remember where it comes from. You've been studying to try and fit in a bit more. That's that's good. Couldn't hurt. And now a brief message from Leuven. Hi, I'm Leuven Cromdell. It goes without saying that I love partying and meeting new people. And, like most adventurers, I also have the good fortune of perfect health. But for the sake of those of us who are more vulnerable to COVID-19, I'm committing to social distancing as much as possible until this crisis has passed. I hope you'll join me and become my pen pal in the meantime. Just, you know, please don't lick the envelope. Thanks. Hey, this is Nick, the player for Leuven Cromdell. During these troubled times, we here at D&D Raw are keenly aware of the importance of entertainment media to help all of us get through. It is in this spirit that we're expanding the Nebersol network to include sending spells through electronic mail. Would you like to write a letter to Leuven? Well, now you can. Please address your letter to dm at dndraw.com, and Tony will make sure your message gets where it needs to go. Thank you. So... Valen, you do know where Belinda lives, having been to her apartment before, after Akiva's performance the last time. So you do know where uh, the rest of the party would be on this evening, as you have returned from your 11-day trip on your mission from uh, Intara. Henrietta, having seen you with Belinda before, uh, would happily like send you upstairs and, and direct you to exactly where Belinda lives. Everyone? You all see Valen standing in the doorway. How does Valen look right now? Probably a little dusty from the road if I came straight here, I mean. Hand signal to Belinda. Which, Valen, you recognize the open telepathy hand signal. Do I see my buddy Akiva? Yes. Cool. I'm a bum rush Akiva and give him a big giant hug. I'll telepathically reach out to Scriv. Can we assess him real quick? Is it actually Valen? Oh, over in the corner, me and Valen is like, Valen! Yeah, I'll, I'll spend the points to view his aura. The main thing is, uh, Valen, what is your current emotional state? I'm happy, man. I'm super, super jazzed. Uh, there is no current magical effect on him, or psionic or any of that, and 56 HP. Yeah, so I'll say to Scrib, it's, it's definitely him. Okay. I, I will not, like, interrupt their moment of happiness. I will interrupt their moment of happiness, so go ahead. <laughs> As a brief note, uh, Valen, after you are initially hugging, crushing Akiva... You do notice a gnome woman in the apartment. Probably seated at the table. I think that's where the tinkering's happening, right? So, Nissa, would you like to describe what you look like for Valen? I have 
long black hair, scraggly black hair, bright blue eyes. I am three feet tall, I believe. Uh, leather armor, sword, daggers, that kind of thing going on. A few freckles. As Nissa, as you see the door open and this towering figure rush and hug Akiva. Uh, Valen, what do you look like for Nissa? Big guy ducking to get into the door. Wide, uh, travel clothes, big stompy boots. Two colored hair, blonde actually near the scalp, then down into black. Dark skin, I think dark eyes normally. I'm not glowy right now, so yeah, I got dark eyes. And happy, good smile because I'm, sm- I'm happy, I'm smiling. I got my buddy <laughs> in my arms. Uh, so I guess I will interrupt the, um, are you doing like the hug it, the hug and spin thing? Like where you pick somebody up and you kind of swing them around? Yeah, like only like two or three times. It's not, not long, but you know, your, your psychic stuff happens quickly. So while you were psychicking, I was spinning. Yeah. Say, welcome back, Valen. Sorry about that, Belinda. I did sort of charge into your home. How is everybody? Alive. And uh, this is Nissa Turin. We have a new friend. You're Valen, I presume. Yes, Nissa, it's a pleasure to meet you, and I will reach my hand very far down. I'll stand on my toes and reach up. Nice to meet you too, I've heard a lot about you. And I look forward to learning a lot about you. Nissa is our new acquisitions expert, I think is what we were saying. We have a thief? (laughs) We're very much into branding right now. We've been reading with a lot of important people and trying to position ourselves to be respected. She's good at infiltration. And lifting things. Oh, I'm all for new skills. It's exciting. Yeah, how have you been? How's your trip? Well, let me tell you all a story. So, yeah, I'm just, uh, as far as I'm aware, didn't actually hear anything else other than that thing that we were all there for, of hearing my, uh, my deva and Tara go west, carry on, my wayward son. And so I did. Yes, so I went that way until I started, uh, I was basically looking for, has anyone seen this, uh, bard preaching about my god? Oh, wait, people know my name. That's weird. That's probably a hint. Okay, I guess I'll follow hints of my name. Oh, cool, found this nice little village. Weird, overbuilt, very nice temple in the middle of it. Cool congregation with someone that's not at all shady casting magic in there. Oda, she had her god. Do I have that written? I don't have the name. Ramos. Ramos was a cool, cool god of hope. All right, I really digged... Valen digged Ramos. I digged the fact that Tony was definitely building a cult that was meant to be super complimentary to Eshenai's. Because they were they were like, suffering is bad, joy is good sort of thing. Yeah, and I'm just like, no, it's perfect. It's like an on-ramp. Eshenai's all about getting through the suffering. And then look, there's hope. Great. Because she doesn't deal with that. She's just like, you lived. Good. I'm like, this is great. And I'm talking to Oda, and she's great, and everything's cool, and they're all like, the Empire's trying to take over, and we don't dig that because taxes and, like, you know, autonomy and, you know, and really, what are they doing for us? Compelling arguments for not needing to uh, sign over so much of their land tax to the Empire. And I'm like, wow, this is all great. Of course, I roll in here and I'm, uh, I could just, like, stay here. Everything's perfect. Clearly something is wrong. Oh, where's my buddy Galant? He's in jail. Got it. Along with all the town leaders. Oh, right. Okay, so this is like a coup. Neat. Okay, clearly this is a cult. That's okay. I'm good with cults, as long as it's not an evil cult. So, it's all fine. Talking to Galan, I'm like, I'm gonna get him out. It's no big deal, no big deal. Then I hear that maybe some people have been trying to kill Oda, and I'm like, I don't like that, because, like, how did she live? This is not good. 
I start poking around. So, long and short, she's evil. I want to talk to her about, you know, talking to the assassin, because I wanted to get his story and figure out how badly messed up he was. And as they said, he was reborn. He's, he's you know, uh, second life. Yeah, he's, you know, he's totally converted. And I'm like, this is bad. And I had to make the call. Do I get, do I get my bard buddy out of jail now? Do I go alone? And I'm like, I'm gonna go alone. I don't want to get him hurt. This proved to be a mistake, because I went to go see the assassin. In the basement of the church. I'm like, whatever. I often spend time in meditation in cells that could be considered, you know, prison cells. That's just a monastic thing. That's fine. So, there's a door. They clearly want me to open the door myself. Yeah, so I open the door and look, there's a bunch of things moving around in the dark. And I'm like, well, those are monsters. And then I get Eldritch Blast into the, into the room. And I'm like, she was a warlock. Called that. And she's got the push Eldritch Blast. I am in trouble shoves door closed behind him <laughs> so there's a bunch of zombies and there's a bunch of commotion outside the door because there were guards and oda and i have to make some decisions and there is no good decision because my decision point is bust back out the door and confront these people directly letting a whole bunch of undead wander out of the room and wherever they might want through town or stay in the room with the undead killing them and letting whatever happens outside happen Foolishly, I chose to err on the side of keeping the townspeople safe, and I killed all the zombies, and I came out to find out that they had... The guards had roughed up Oda, made it look like I was going to kill her, and she was running away to cause a stink with the entire town, claiming that I was an assassin. There was a lot of running, there was a lot of chasing. There was like, ooh, I kicked that guy really hard, I, I'll come back and check on him later, and then he got back up again, doing the entire routine, and so I felt no remorse putting them back down. So there's a bunch of dead guards at this point, which, you know, doesn't look great. And Oda's upstairs causing a stink with her congregation, which doesn't look great. So I go up there and I decide I, I don't want to have to fight a bunch of civilians. So I turn on my glowiness and I get all scary and I burn a few of the civilians so they stay away. You know, because like, otherwise I'm going to have to either be fighting with them literally hanging off me, which is hard or I'm going to have to start punching them, which will definitely hurt worse than a little bit of light radiant singeing. So I played the bad guy, and I tried to very loudly declare that bad things were happening, that there were undead down below, anyone could go check, because there were a lot of bodies at this point, uh, you know, and then things started getting really, um, you know, castery, and I started getting beat up a lot by, uh, by the warlock, and, uh, I would say a dramatic battle ensued, but it was not particularly dramatic. It was a lot of... I got pummeled with Eldritch Blast a lot, but I got some licks in, and then she cast Invisibility, but she failed to account for my one new trick, my Channel Divinity, which uh, says, if you fail the save against it, you can't go more than 30 feet away from me, period, until either I'm unconscious or I let you. So her I'll be whisked away thing didn't actually play that well because she couldn't go anywhere. So, knowing that I had her locked up and um, receiving a signal that, hey, Galand is not stupid and he got himself out of jail because he realized something bad was happening, I'm like, good, I have some backup. That'll be handy because I'm hurt very badly. So I sat down and tried to make at least make it look to the townspeople like I wasn't trying to murder all of them, and I did my best to explain the situation until she got very frustrated and she hit me with a wallop. I think it was a shotgun grasp? I don't know. It hurt. That was fine because she exposed herself, which was the entire point of me sitting there 
you know, like a like like a target. So I I got around the optics problem a little bit. Then I got knocked uh, up. Um, so I wake up. Effectively, we were run out of town, but also they totally kind of disavowed the creepy demon lady. So I'm calling it a win. The big deal was basically going, hey, all the fancy Ramos ideals are pretty cool, but y'all were definitely signing up to a death cult. And I know it was a death cult because she stopped to whisper threateningly in my ear about her, about her master Tenebris really being unhappy with me. So long and short, it was not a real winner, but I met up with Galand and we had a decent time. He actually heard the thing from Intara too, so I'm not crazy. That means my Dave is alive in some capacity, which narratively is huge. That's important. That's that's the real takeaway from all this. Gone stayed behind to try and um, rectify things with the town a little bit. You know, help them get over the fact that I, I rolled in, beat up their prophet, shattered their religion, and left. So that's cool. And then I, I definitely told him that he got a promotion and that he should actually find his way back down south to the church and start organizing things, so that'll be nice. Um, you know, it was, it was fine. It was, it was a good little adventure, but yeah. And if we ever have to go out to uh, Hazel Haven, probably not going to be super welcome. We'll disguise you. That's what we do now. Yes, we will disguise me. I'm so easy to disguise. <laughs> you, you can borrow my hat. <laughs> yeah, Nissa brought it to the table. If it works for me, it can work for you. It's why Akiva is not in prison. <laughs> Do you guys also share with Valen what has occurred since he I was thinking we would share the things that the entire party knows. Because we have some one-to-one secrets. Yeah, like you have some one-to-one secrets. <laughs> I've got my biggest secrets with Akiva, which is very risky. And Scrib has some one-to-one secrets with Belinda regarding his heritage. So beyond that, the rest is told. We share the, the story of our cult infiltration as well. <laughs> These are long stories, so this take gets into the night. But yeah, long story short, we are going to the abyss tomorrow. Tomorrow? Got here right in time. <laughs> yeah, good timing. I would ask how prepared we are, but I assume you have Scriv and Belinda on it, so we're probably very prepared. Extremely. I will slide over the executive brief that I made for uh, General Walsingham. It highlights the basic points. That way, also, you have access to all of the info on the Rotten Region and Tenebris that they do. Valen, we weren't planning on doing a lot of fighting when we go in there. Are you okay with that? I mean, I would hope not. You don't exactly march into a place like this and take, intending to take on an entire domain. No, but I know that, well, you feel most comfortable when you're breaking demon faces. Well, there's a difference between doing my duty and committing suicide in the course of that duty. As long as we're doing harm to Tenebris, I'm satisfied. I think we're all on board with that idea. Oh yeah. Okay then. Plus there's literally zero chance that we get in there and don't have opposition, so I will likely have my hands full. Yep. Plus, even if not, we it's always good to have a backup in case something goes wrong. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with Storming the private domain of a demon lord in the abyss to steal from him. We prefer not to storm. Nissa, did you know Demean well? I know he worked with you and Aaron. Don't know him that well, but yeah, met him out a couple of times. Yeah, decent guy. 
Do you think he would be able to help us with finding a way in or finding our way around? Yeah, from what I know of him, he's good at tracking. So, yeah. And we still don't know how close we're going to be to the actual palace, right? We'll be going to the palace to find the library. I don't know about Darwin and his crew exactly where they're going to end up being positioned. Hopefully he can fill us in a little more before we get there. So we have to keep our plan pretty loose right now since we don't have all the information. I think we'll be getting some more resources and we're sort of just a scouting team almost in a sense. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I'd be really worried if you were like, I'm on board with this. I love it. It's great. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is horrible. And the reason we're doing it is because there is no one else. As, as the guy who's pretty excited to go march into the abyss and punch a few demons and totally signed up to do that for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your thing. I'd be very worried if that was Scrib's thing all of a sudden. <laughs> that would be kind of an about face for him. <laughs> True. Yeah, Valen, I know that's what you want to do. Glad you're here to help us. It works for me. I would prefer to remain in the back, uh, providing support from a distance. I don't know how well my abilities will work on demons. I'm hoping very well. I'm hoping so, too. Yeah, you're not going to be in a great place if you don't work well on demons. Nope, but uh, I think my healing should be fine, so if anyone gets injured, I will will you to heal. Plus, we'll be together, all of us, so I think we can handle it as a team. I'm going to pack up my notes, pointedly not bringing down the mood by pointing out the hordes of undead, magical defenses, and everything else, and just suggest that we should get to bed early, because if we have to wake up by dawn... Sorry, report by dawn. Ugh. I will say if there's anything you want to do or have done in case you never come back, now's the time. I know that's bleak, but just trying to be realistic. I already settled most of my issues. Linda, do you mind if I stake out some floor space? Uh, well, I know Nissa actually hasn't been using her cot. I know Nissa. I wake up during the night. Oh, thank you for the bed, but I like it under there. So, there's a free cot. Nissa prefers to sleep under the table holding her items like we're going to steal them from her. You might. I don't know. Okay, you won't. It's just habit, okay? Just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Whatever it takes. <laughs> and that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesIsWritten. Or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Until next time!